Welcome to the Art of Leadership with Nina Ellison. Join Nina as she explores the underlying value of soft skills in the lives of healthy leaders. Thanks, Barry. I am Nina Ellison. Have you noticed recently that there seems to be more and more calls for advancing specific cultures in the workplace, such as we need a culture of excellence, we need a culture of customer service, a culture of growth mindset, of knowledge, of safety, of accountability, of freedom, and I could go on and on. The shift continues in the kinds of cultures needed to address the key needs that continue to be identified. There's a standard belief that it takes two to three years to change a culture. Do we have this kind of time when the cultures that are being sought are so relevant to the needs identified for today? More than ever, leaders are being called to focus on what really matters, to identify those one or two or perhaps three things that are challenging the desired culture to understand who the influencers are on their teams or in their organizations, and to determine if they are culture carriers. Wow, that was was a mouthful. (laughs) With the world changing faster than ever, rising to the top is a clear view that it is the way we connect with each other that moves us forward. In other words, it's our culture that takes us where we want to go. What does it mean to be a culture carrier? How do you know if you are one? Does it work when someone else asks you to be one? Or is this something that has to come from within? Let's start with the definition. I have three sentences to share. A culture carrier is someone who has taken the time to have more than a surface knowledge of a company. A culture carrier can hold a conversation about what the company vision, mission, and values mean to them personally. A culture carrier puts culture into action as they work and as they interact with others. So let's take those three definitions and move them into steps that I can recommend towards gaining awareness for becoming a culture carrier. Step one, understand the key three elements that intersect to allow culture to come alive. Review vision, mission, and core values of your organization or your team and get prepared so that you can speak about what they mean to you and how you see these three elements intersect within your workday. I'm going to share an example from an organization that is well-known well-respected, and highly loved. Let me begin by sharing the vision of the Red Cross. The American Red Cross, through its strong network of volunteers, donors, and partners, is always there in times of need. So to me, when I hear the vision of the Red Cross, the American Red Cross, it comes alive when I remember that the Red Cross was there in times of need for my family members who needed significant support of blood in order to survive. And the Red Cross was there. The mission. The mission of the American Red Cross prevents and alleviates human suffering in the face of emergencies by mobilizing the power of volunteers and the generosity of donors. 
The phrase that stands out to me with the mission when I think this personally is that they prevent and alleviate human suffering. And when I think of the mobilization that I have seen, the Red Cross has been present in disasters, where it's also been present in training for CPR as needed. And then the core value, the American Red Cross core values include compassionate, credible, collaborative, committed, and creative. And from my own experiences, I think about the American Red Cross, I can tell you that the members I have met of the Red Cross while donating blood have been a team of people who have been credible and committed to the work that they're doing in supporting their mission and vision. From this example, we can see that step one for anyone wanting to identify as a culture carrier would be to go through an exercise like this that helps them relate to the three key elements that most organizations have, no matter the size or the number of employees. And, and just a thought, if you're working with or for an organization that hasn't clearly identified these statements, but are asking you to be successful as a culture carrier, it may be helpful to ask if this work could be done first before moving on to the culture. The second step. In my opinion, this step, as has been suggested by several other resources, is, is not to write a culture statement, but rather to explore more deeply what is anticipated at the intersection of vision, mission, and values that now from step one, I can talk about personally. Can you picture with me a basic three-circle Venn diagram? You know, it's, it's where you draw a circle and then the other two circles are all intersecting. And then there in the center is one spot where all three circles intersect. This center has the smallest area, yet I believe that this is a great representation of where you will catch a glimpse of what to look for in those who are culture carriers. Their daily actions reflect the intersection of vision, mission, and values, kind of the, the what, why, and how of their choices. So step one is to personalize the three elements that allow culture to come alive. Step two is to begin to explore thoughts and ideas and actions that are seen at the intersection of these three key elements. And then step three. Step three is for those who are seeking to clearly identify as culture carriers and who have now demonstrated through their own words and through their own experiences that they embrace the vision, mission, and values, as well as being able to visualize practical steps in what this means. For these seeking to confirm that they're culture carriers, their next step is to put these experiences into actions that can be seen. We know that what you see, you can measure. And so we can call these actions measurable moments. I'm going to use my imagination and say that I am a new Red Cross team member at a blood drive. And on my first day, as I look around, I see a woman who has begun to cry out loud and become increasingly fearful to give blood. And then I see a member of the Red Cross team holding her hand, caring for her with compassion, as well as an appreciation for what she is willing to try to do and then collaborating with her to determine if she wants to proceed. Again, as my imagination is going on, I, I say, well, perhaps my first day I'm, I'm with a disaster relief team with the Red Cross who is delivering emergency supplies in the aftermath of a disaster. 
it's hot, the air conditioning in the vehicle is just broken, and one person has had to leave because of the heat. And when a disaster relief victim asks a question about the emergency supplies, a relief team member snaps back at them. This is what we have. Can't you see we're trying to get to as many people as we can? Okay, now, now keep in mind that these are made-up scenarios, but just put yourself into these simulations. With the first experience, you have had the privilege of seeing a culture carrier in action. For the second scenario, even though the vision and the mission are being met, the culture of the Red Cross is not as evident when pressed through the filter of values, and the culture is not being carried. You may be thinking, but wait a minute, two of the three elements are present. And again, this is my point. Have you ever started at an organization and thought, wow, this culture is terrific? And then over time, seen a change. You may even thought, how do we end up here? I believe that the bottom line to culture carriers losing influence is not lacking in the vision and mission being embraced. It is in the living out of the core values because this is not easy work. And I have to add in here that it's only because the Red Cross does such exemplary work and, and, and has been doing it since 1881 that I dared to be so bold to use their work and using imaginary scenarios that would help us see the ideas of culture carriers and those who are not carrying the culture. So let's go back and review when you and your colleagues are ready to visit this topic. First of all, you're going to want to review the key elements of vision, mission, and values, and personalize what they mean to each person. This is going to introduce the idea to everyone of culture coming alive. And don't be in a hurry to do this. If it's a group of two or three people, make sure you take time for every person to talk about every element so that it's truly personalized at the individual level. The second part of this process would be to explore more deeply what is anticipated at the intersection of vision, mission, and value, and have those who are meeting together identify what does it look like to them in practical scenarios, both real and imaginary. In other words, this is a great time for the group to think together, to brainstorm. When they think about what mission and vision and values means to them, how do they see it playing out? And the third step is to start to put these ideas into action. But before you get started, think through and then set up the tool that you want to use to begin to measure the presence of the culture that you desire to see grow through culture carriers. This could be measuring moments that you see in each other where culture is carried on. It could be people who begin to be consistently identified as culture carriers. How many people in the organization are culture carriers? And if you wish, you could always add into your tool metrics such as your customer service scores or your team engagement and so on. You could even set up a training experience and measure how many people attend and complete an exercise where they describe in their own words the three key elements where culture comes alive. Are they interested in signing up for a culture carrier action experience? And then watch for the culture shift. The more you measure and the more you celebrate what culture carriers are doing, the more you're going to communicate that there is a way to become a culture carrier. This is not a mystery. 
this is a choice. What, what's that saying? Culture eats strategy for breakfast? I think it was a phrase many believed was originated by Peter Drucker, the father of modern management. And I don't think he was trying in any way to say that strategy wasn't important, but rather to state clearly that at the end of the meal, empowering culture is the best bet for overall success. So I'm going to continue using my imagination today. If I were to set up a breakfast buffet, a la Peter Drucker, I would have a strong black coffee for front-loading my organizational strategies and waking me up to the realities of the day. I'd need that first sip of coffee. But then I would move down the buffet and see vision and mission and values and put them into a sandwich that would become the evidence of a culture a culture that's growing, a culture that's thriving. And although I wouldn't forget about my black coffee, I might have to have a second cup made into a latte to make it stand out a little bit more so that everyone understood its power and its value in the total scheme of things. Because believe me, the culture sandwich would ring. (laughs) So thanks for joining me today. You can find me on www.healthyleadership.online. And I look forward to connecting with you.